Hi, we're the Astro Twins, and welcome to the Astrology of Success podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to turn their gifts into real-world success stories guided by the stars. Hey everyone, it's Ophi from the Astro Twins, and welcome to our Astrology of Success podcast uh, with our very first guest, who's someone that I love and adore and has been an instrumental part of the Astro Twins universe. Uh, her name is Carol Leggett, and she happens to be our publicist. And as an aspiring entrepreneur, scaling or building a business, at some point you may... Uh, be thinking about should I invest in PR? Would it would would my message or my product or my service benefit or get out there faster from having someone to help spread the word? You know, I'm making my Instagrams and I'm doing my things on social media, but you know, an article or a write-up would really give me some credibility. So um we invited Carol, uh, a wonderful Scorpio, born 1111, and I'll tell that story later because it was instrumental in her hiring in addition to her skill and knowledge. Uh, <laughs> that's how we roll around here. So Carol, hello and welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> and she's, you know, she's a Scorpio who's behind the scenes, so you can imagine how much she must love and trust me for me to force her to talk because she's got so much to share. Thank you, Carol. So, so Carol, you've been in the PR game for a long time. So I think it would be awesome for people to know your story because this wasn't what you meant to do. No, but on the other hand, I never had, the one thing I meant to do is be a writer. And for years and years and years, I was a freelance lifestyle and fashion writer. I worked for everybody from the New York Times and Vogue to, you know, the paper magazine. I just, it was a wide range of things. And I wanted to be a writer, but when my son Marley was born, and he's now 23 years old, so I guess that dates this, <laughs> I had a very busy, constant schedule, and I couldn't deal with a new baby and a freelance writing job or, you know, whatever career yeah. at the same time. So little by little, I was starting to look for other things to do, at least for the time being. And oddly enough, my writing was starting to be less because when you don't have the time to pursue it, yeah. you don't get it. Because you go out there and network and be at all the events. Yeah, I right? couldn't anymore. Yeah. I had a brand new baby and, and yeah. that was everything to me. So, mm -hmm. um, a few, maybe a month after my son was born, a friend came to me and she asked me if I would do PR for a friend of hers. And I said, well, I don't really know anything about PR. And she was like, ah, oh, you'll figure it out. <laughs> and I did. Isn't that funny? So many people's businesses start that way. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, I'm glad in a way that I never learned you know, the kind of PR they teach in college, because I don't really think that's all that effective, yeah. especially these days. I think finding out what works on a personal level is something much more valuable. So yeah. I worked for this woman who was a uh, an evening gown designer, and I did her celebrity stuff in LA with another person. And it was a very, very interesting experience for about three or four years. Huh. And as I learned PR, other people came to me and asked me to do their PR. So mm -hmm. pretty soon I had a business that I was operating out of my closet. 
my walk-in closet. Well, because I didn't have an office. I'd been working at home all the time, and I had an office, but it was now the baby's room. But that's I love that because that's that's what it takes, you know. You have this amazing established PR business that started in a closet. It because was, it wasn't a closet. Because and that commitment to the business and 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 you know, creating that self-sufficiency and the freedom to work on your own terms and be a mom to a baby and still make a living was more important to you than, you know, having some fancy office or whatever. You're doing what it takes. Well, I eventually did get an office. It was <laughs> yes, it was nice a, it was a while later, maybe like a year later, when it just became untenable for me to work in the closet for various <laughs> reasons. I think it had something to do with my son learning to walk. That oh, was, yes. That was the end of the closet. <laughs> Otherwise, a Scorpio might stay in, the closet, stay in the closet for a while. <laughs> yes. um, so I got an office eventually, and I took the plunge, even though it was a huge expenditure for me. I thought, mm. if you don't invest in yourself, nothing is ever going to happen big. And, mm. and, and I was glad that I did it. I'm so glad you're saying that, too, because... That's exactly where a lot of our uh, students and participants are. They want to invest in themselves, but they, but they need it to be a good investment. And they know that there's a certain amount of risk. That's why we're using astrology to kind of help mitigate that risk, but also talking to experts like you because, you know, how, are, how is anyone going to know, like, when the right time to go for PR? So I think maybe, why don't we... Like, let's clear up misconceptions for the start. What is PR? Because it can be a lot of different things. But in your mind, what is PR? Okay, and I don't think, and I'll start off by saying, after I tell you what I think PR is, I do not think PR alone is enough to really launch a business. Mm -hmm. I think it mm -hmm. takes a few different things. But the first step in getting yourself known is PR. So that's public relations. And what we do is we take a company's, well, we meet with the company that's going to work with us. A lot of startups, sometimes a more mature company that's been around for a while and wants to rebrand. Sometimes people that don't really even know what PR is. And that's always my favorite because, <laughs> you know, you, you work together on it because it's a partnership. If you don't like the person doing your PR in the same way that you say like your significant other. I mean, it doesn't have to be that intense. It can be for a lot of people, But right? if it's not, if you don't have good chemistry with that person, it's never going to work. Mm -hmm. It's like a bad date. You don't, you don't <laughs> want to go there. You do not want to go there. So PR is going out to the media. This is after we help the company figure out what their brand story is. And that is, mm -hmm. what is the story of this brand in two sentences, maybe three? So what is it? I always say, what do you do that nobody else in your category does? What makes you distinct? What makes you special? What makes you uh, the reason that somebody would go to you as opposed to somebody else doing something? If you're doing something that nobody else does, well, then that's a pretty easy question. But mm -hmm. there's not too many people doing things that are unique. Not anymore. No. Not anymore. So we go out to the media and we try to get the media, all different kinds of media. I feel like it has to be not just if, you know, if you've got shoes, you're not just going to the shoe people, you're going to the business people and you're going to the women and you're going mm. to the men and you're going to everybody. You need a women's entrepreneur or men's entrepreneur. You need a big a base as possible to go out to. It's a little bit of matchmaking. Oh, it is. And we're trying to get people in the press to write about your story. What is it about you that's important? That requires on our part coming up with some kind of hook. You can't just say, 
this exists because people will go, yeah, whatever. Right. And my well, I mean, my and you have to give them some instruction, the media, and and that's important too to have a PR person who understands how to create a story out of what you've told them. As I always joke, I could call up um, any media person and say, I have somebody who has the cure for cancer. And they would say, oh, but how does that fit into my February issue? (laughs) So you have to be prepared to do the work for that company. You have to be able to tell the story in a way that's going to engage them. So we do that and we get press. And then we try to expand more and more and more and get more and more press. It makes you an expert. Yeah. I love that. So, so you're establishing people as you're looking for ways that you can connect their brand story to all different media, whether it's, you know, from all different angles to kind of build up a body of clips or what appearances exactly. or reels. And you can put that on your website and people right. can learn more about you. And right. suddenly you're not just a person trying. You've actually are a person who's doing. Yeah. And that's an important distinction. And and you know what I've found, too, is that um, when someone else is telling your story instead of you, it, it gives you, it makes you seem, people are like, oh, okay, they're kind of a big deal, maybe. There's a certain dynamic, and I don't really understand it, but I'm not going, you know, going to <laughs> Human psychology, it. whatever. Yeah, but I mean, if you, if you're going to somebody in the media and asking for something, their first thing is this person's needy and wants something for me and I'm not going to do it because who are they anyway? Right, right. But if you have people who call their people, then suddenly you have a certain standing that maybe you didn't have before. Yeah. It's so funny, but it really is true. And, um, this is, this this makes me think of, you know, there's a lot of people like, I've got Oprah on my vision board. I want to be on, you know, the Today Show or, you know, Good Morning America. And props to Carol, seven years after working with us, she did get us on both of those. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> and in the New York Times, but um, who's counting? However, um, a lot of people, I think, start out with that unrealistic goal. It's like, I've got a small crystal and feng shui business and I want to be on Oprah. And, and there's so much ground in between Oprah and, hey, I got interviewed on a friend's podcast with 250 listeners. It's not a lot, but one really interested, targeted person saw it, and then they, and then that led to something else. So let's talk about expectations okay. of people. I you mean, know? there's a certain aspect of PR, and I'm sure I will take a lot of heat for this, but there's a certain amount of magic to it. It's not just all so easy to explain. Sometimes it just happens. Uh, You've told somebody about something and maybe for months and months they didn't do anything about it and then suddenly they get it. So I'll say that. There's a certain aspect to it that I love. But the expectation is that you should be looking at a a long-term, and I'm not saying forever, but I'm saying you shouldn't be looking for something to happen in a month. People who come to us and say, Make it happen for us in a month. I go, no, it's not going to happen in a month. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean you don't get any press for a month. It just means that good press coverage is a building thing. Some people have more of a long view of things, and some people have more of a short view. Mm -hmm. It can be any amount of time that you feel is going to work, but I say six months, I think, is the least amount that we let anybody sign up for. And I think that has a lot of integrity, because, I, you know, like... Well, just to tell you the backstory of how we met Carol, we interviewed one of her clients for our Momstrology website that we used to run. 
and called Carol for a, a headshot. And Tolly said, hey, you know, can we ask you about PR? Because I, I think we found out you read our horoscopes and were born on 11-11, which you see on the <laughs> clock. And she guessed you were Scorpio from top. We just had the synergy. And so Tolly was like, can we just, can I just pick your brain about it? We're, we are thinking about it, maybe. And so, uh, you know, our experience with PR was like, some big soulless company takes you on, charges you $10,000 a month, and then does nothing. And you're like waiting for, and then you don't want to bother them, but you write them a check. That was my stereotype and horror And that story. is the story for it's a lot there. of people. I yeah. would say many, many people have that experience. Yeah. And so we were just so excited to, to discover that you were a boutique PR firm that understood like, a small niche personality driven business and actually that was your specialty that we were like we did what you did we took the risk and tried it here we haven't left seven years later we don't plan to <laughs> hell no don't go anywhere carol but um uh that magic um <clears throat> definitely I, it was a snowball effect i remember we did local news things local radio podcasts we did um you know events and stores where we gave readings to like an exhaustive line of people for four hours those are things that we don't even have to do anymore because we did invest in PR and I just remember one day it was probably about two or two and a half years into working together where people just started saying to me god you guys are everywhere or you guys are famous or you guys are so I was like okay I'm just doing the same thing that I've been doing all along sitting there in my sweatpants or shorts writing <laughs> But someone else is out there telling the world about what I'm writing about. So, but it did take that time. So, so what would you say to someone who's like, they have a small budget for it. They may not really be fully ready. They're anxious about waiting six months because they, they probably can't, they might run out of money and they need to see some results and they need to answer to somebody who's going to demand results. Like, are there things they could do on their own to get ready to be ready for PR? I don't, I don't really know the answer to that. I One of my main points is if you are at all worried that you can't meet the budget for six months, you're not ready for PR. Your mm. business isn't ready. Lots of times people want to plunge into PR before their business is fully formulated. Okay. And that's a terrible mistake. Well, the mindset is, oh, if, if I build it, they'll come. Or if everyone knows about it, they'll buy it. Be prepared. Be prepared. Budget your money. And when you've got six months, then do it. In the meantime... You can, you know, make sure that you're seen in various places. Post things on, you know, on other people's blogs or make sure your social media is pretty good. Um, I always feel that in order to get anywhere, you need PR marketing, which is just something you're doing to face the public. Mm -hmm. How can you interact with the public? Mm -hmm. And your social media, which is another way to interact with the public. Mm -hmm. And it's a combination of all those things. So if you're not ready yet, see if you can, you know, go on different places and post things or, you know, go to different people and say, hey, are you, would you be interested in this? I mean, it's, it's not the best way, but it's not the worst way. Yeah. I mean, I mean you can, are there any like sort of markers or metrics or signs that you've noticed of like signs that you might be ready for PR or signs that you aren't aside from like not being able to invest like what would be a, a point that someone might get to or where you think that they should they might be ready okay then i would say probably the very first thing that happens is that people start to come to them 
Okay. When somebody comes to you randomly and says, I'd like you, I'd like to interview you, I'd like to know more about your business, anything, when you start getting some public, uh, when you start getting some feedback from the media or the public or anybody, and you're starting to do your PR yourself, that's the time when you should stop and say, I can't do a good job of whatever my business is and do a good job of PR. I'm here to say that PR is an exhaustive 24/7 kind of deal. Sure is. And if you can't do it, uh, you can you can, you know, do a little here and there, but your results are going to be very inconsistent. Yeah. But it's not bad to try a little here and there. <coughs> that might work. Or maybe know? what you, you know, that's that's great advice and I I think that's that is what happened to us is that we yeah, we just were suddenly like getting interviewed a lot and being like, oh, I don't have time to sure this reporter's call or whatever." Um and I think um there are things uh, that, and we've been teaching people how to do some. I think, I guess, a po- tell me if I'm wrong, Carol, but if if you, if somebody came to you and said, I'm, I'm interested in working with you, and then they had a website where they already had their bio written and a headshot, they had some social media, they were showing up at events, or they were, they had a way for the press to contact them and interview them as experts in their craft. So stacking the deck already with like the things that the press would be like in you know you you probably start working with people and go okay we have to write your bio we have to figure out what you're an expert on and and um you know make it apparent on your website if somebody wanted to interview you right other things or like people that should be able to write an article about you okay just from what's on your website okay ah. it should be Media friendly in every way. And the media does not like long, exhaustive descriptions of things. They mm-hmm. want all of your ideas in a nice, clean little paragraph mm-hmm. and a picture and, and things that you do. But they don't want to know what your um, thinking is behind everything. If, they, if you can tempt them with what you've got on there, then you want to engage them to find out your thinking on things. Yeah. But what should be up there... If I wanted to find out everything there was to know about you uh, that was important, it should be there. What do you think about people? Do, I've seen this. A couple people did this. I thought maybe it was a savvy idea of like writing your own Q&A with yourself. That works. That's absolutely great. It's absolutely wonderful. If you think people have, que- you know, if you can think of what their questions will be and you write them down and answer your questions, then you're going to be giving them the, exactly the kind of information they need. And, and what kind of questions do you think? Like, what, how did you start? Why did you start it? What's your background? Yeah. That kind of thing? Or what's what? your background? What are you, what service are you trying to provide? What are you, um, what are, what is the end result you're looking for? Okay. That's not, I've been doing this since I was 10, guys, right? I've seen too many, I don't know how you feel about that, but if I see one more bio about no. someone having been practicing their craft since they were 12, that's fine, that's beautiful, but, um, yeah, that's your adulthood. Up. Your mother cares, but probably <laughs> nobody else does. That's my personal PR rant. Um. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, you want to make it, whatever you're answering and questioning and whatever you're saying, you want to make it newsy. You want to make it really sort of say who you are. And if you don't, if you can't get it right, ask a friend to read what you've written and edit it for you. Let's or say, is this interesting? Or, right? yes, would you be interested in this? And maybe even Google others and, and look at stories that have been written about others in your industry and what 
what the hook is. So I do a little exercise. What, what, what hook did the media and why? Because timing is everything, right? Yes. You get editorial calendars from places. You know or what? We do, so but anymore. you know what? If you come up with a great story for them and they only have to say yes or no, that's what works. Okay. Here's the story. I'll tell you when I first started with the Astro Twins, yeah. you had, you were known over here and you were known for doing this and you were known for doing that and you were known for doing that, but nobody understood that you did all of these things. True. So my story for you was to put together all of your accomplishments into one nice shiny little package, tie it with a bow hmm. and send it out to people so they would know the depth, the breadth of what you did and understand who you were better. And that so worked cool. wonders. And you're free to share what you did with us. How have you grown us? Because you sure have. Well, it's, it's you know, the, it's the situation has changed radically, constantly. Yeah. So it's like you do a certain thing for a certain amount of time, and that leads you to the next plateau. And that's what scaling yeah. up is. It leads you to something. Um, and you yeah. don't want to do that anymore. You want to be, once you've got the people's attention, how can you use that attention without having to do the same amount of work. And that's what scaling up is. It gives mm. you, so at every juncture, like maybe you were, you know, selling yourself a little too cheaply in the beginning. Yes. Yes. You have helped us raise our rates. Am I allowed to say Just, that? You, you can say anything you want. I volunteer myself. With okay. Transparency. Well, I mean, people starting out, they give away a lot for very little because it makes them attractive to the people who are trying to, who are launching them, really. Mm -hmm. So you make yourself, you give a good price. <laughs> yeah. You take less than you're worth. You even show up for free for some events in exchange for the brand associate. I think Absolutely. we did some designer event, fashion design, because yeah. our audience was into fashion. Yeah, it's called paying your dues. Yeah. You pay your dues for a while, and then you get to the point where your dues are paid, and you're ready to move on. So you scale up. You charge more for your services. You learn a valuable, valuable lesson called no. Say no. <laughs> when things are not good for you and you're not getting anything from them, you can get, only get so much publicity from a free deal or a cheap yeah. deal. At some point, you've saturated that market and you've got to move on. We've had to, we've scaled now to learn about the whole influencer world. Like, oh, you have to pay people to say they like you now. Wow. Well, but people pay you because well, yes. you're the yes, influencer that's now. happening. And, that, and that's awkward for me because people be like, I have this astrology candy bar business and I want to uh, send you some. And I'm like, ah, how do I deal with that? Because I'm, you know. Some people are now paying us to talk about their products. So if I give someone a shout out, to, but thank God I have you to talk. About. Yes. Work that workshop that with Let's Carol. work back to that saying no thing. Right. It's really good to say no. It doesn't make you mean. It doesn't make you cruel. It doesn't make you uncaring. It just makes you that you're saving yourself for what really matters for yourself. You're using your um energy where you really need it and not where you're not getting anything out of it and that may sound mercenary but that's <laughs> that's why deal. we have a scorpio on our team i mean but it's true because uh you know you're i the publicist uh if you find yourself at that place in your business also doubles as a bad cop yes you're like oh well Very you know, all those requests go through our management team i i mean i feel like a little bit of a jerk saying that but i just i don't want to be uh, what I think when you do PR and you are partly the product, then you don't want to be the jerk who's like, I'm supporting people's businesses. I don't want to be like 
wow, I love that and I can't help you. So Yeah, you, know. you don't want to be the person who has to say no. You right. want someone else to say no. Right. Because now you're the good guy all the time. And I don't want to say no. It's so hard for me. The and guilt. the other person is the bad person. But in the meantime, people respect you for choosing what's advantageous to you. Yeah. And they respect that. And, um, you know, what's that saying about people don't value something they get for free? That's yeah. for damn sure. Oh, uh, yes. Learning that one every day. So, I mean, so, uh, you know, last question is how, thank you, that's just great. Um, is wondering, like, how has, like, social media and digital media either changed PR? Because people could be like, well, I could invest in a bunch of digital marketing and Facebook ads or PR. I understand that digital marketing is paid media and PR is earned media. So they're two different things. But do you find that they work well together or that you've had to change strategies to accommodate that for your clients? Okay. Well, I would say that my entire business has changed radically since I started out 12, 13, however many years ago it was. Mm -hmm. um, everything is different. And that, of course, means that you have to adapt or die. Yeah. <laughs> so you learn new things and um, and you learn to do new, new ways of doing things. I would say that I would not invest personally in paid media till I was pretty damn sure that people were interested because yeah. you can waste a lot of money on paid media and social media boosting and all that stuff. If people aren't coming along and following what you have to say, then you've just spent a whole bunch of money on something that you're going to have to probably rethink. Yeah. If you, the first step is to make sure people care. Uh, sometimes they don't know, and if they knew, they would care. But sometimes they just don't care, and you got to go back to the drawing board, right? Well, I mean, you have to be always willing to make changes and tweak things. Yeah. Because if you have this idea, and you're going out, and nobody is paying any attention to you, then you have to modify it in a way that's still true to yourself, but um, is something that's going to fit into the marketplace a bit better. So you've got to be flexible, and you've got to be fluid. And so... You want to, I mean, when I started doing this, social media was practically nothing. Yeah. So social media is very important now. and But you need to address it so that you're putting out the message to the people who matter and that you are working your social media in a way that's going to benefit you as opposed to just, you know, trying to, you think you're getting your word out there, but you're really not. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I mean, it's PR used to be only this kind of sort of free media, but now it's everything. We have to do everything. Yeah. My mantra is we'll do anything it, it you know, helps to move your business to the next <laughs> level, she except will. for die or go to jail. And we <laughs> might go to jail. So, I mean, that's the kind of place we have. I want it's my, true. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm a writer. I'm not interested in being uh boring. I want to be creative. I want to be intelligent. I want to be, you know, clever and find new ways of doing things. So that's the way my office operates. We're always looking for a new, interesting way. For instance, we stopped doing press releases practically, I think, the minute I started my business because oh, wow. literally nobody reads press releases. Yeah. For certain businesses, they do. Mm -hmm. If you're in banking or finance or certain things like that. But generally, you put some pictures up, you use very clever but short writing, and you engage people's attention because everybody looks at pictures, but nobody reads anything. Hmm. 
you know, you've got about seven or eight seconds to engage people before they're gone on to the next thing. Yeah. I mean, I have editors tell me that they get thousands of emails a day. Wow. And also, you know, I know that a lot of people who are trying to do their own PR, if people don't answer them after trying a few times, they're like, oh, my God, they're not interested in me. Take it from me. There is no finite number of times that you have. To, I mean, sometimes you have to go to people a dozen times before it even sort of pierces their consciousness. And that's why it's so great to work with a PR person. Yeah, because ain't we, nobody got time for that when you're trying to run a business. It and, is a business just also, to get people's attention. Yeah, yeah, and we don't take the, it's not rejection. It's more like, you know, nothing. We don't take that yeah. personally, and we understand that it's, you know, when the planets line up and you said the exact right thing, it's going to happen. <laughs> but you need to be on top of it all the time, and that's what makes it work. That's yeah. what makes it work. Yeah, no, that's so true and so great. So, wow, these are aw so awesome. So if someone was interested in working with you, um, how can they best find you? Uh, should they go to your website? They can uh, go to my website. It's a very simple website that we're actually in the midst of redoing right now. Well, that's because she's so busy making everyone else's <laughs> business grow. She doesn't have time to do it. We're work. updating it because it's, frank, frankly, a little you know, dated, not in the, in the format so much, but just some of the so is ours. information. So we're updating it now, but it, you know, and you, we have a, a, an email that you can reach out to us and you can Google me, uh, and find out if I seem like the sort of person that you want to work with. But the main thing for me is I don't take on anybody that I don't think is going to succeed because really why? What's the point? So I can feel bad about myself and the other person can feel like <laughs> somehow they were ripped off. And I, I don't <laughs> no. want that. I don't want any bad karma. Um, and, and, and the other thing is that I really need to feel like that person coming to us is going to partner with us. They're not just dropping it in our laps and say, hey, make me famous. See you next month. Mm -hmm. I want them to really take part in. And that's why what you were talking about. Oprah and Good Morning America and all those things. I like everybody to give me a wish list of where they'd like to end up. Mm -hmm. And that informs me a lot and helps mm -hmm. me know in what direction to go. Oh, that's great. Um, you know, that, that I, that's kind of a great mantra just for business. I mean, you guys are all, if you're developing a business, finding your audience or your clients or your customers or your followers, it's, it's a matchmaking process. And what Carol just said about like, partnering like I invite you to look at every single person that you interact with uh, as a partnership and and see how that you know how you would act if, if you looked at it that way so this is that was Carol Leggett uh, she's got uh, double letters Carol L E G G E T T dot com yeah she's got one more thing to say I have one piece of advice for everybody Stay true to yourself. Don't let people talk you out of what it is that you're, oh, yes. even if you tweak it to death, stay true to yourself and don't try to be somebody else. Be oh. yourself. That's the only road to success. Oh, that is such an important thing to close on because when you do start to give an expert control over your image and public presentation, there's that fear that they'll try to change you or take the, the magic and the soul and the creativity and the heart out of it. So it's so refreshing to hear someone from the other side of the table saying that. So thank you so much, Carol. You're so welcome. Thank you. Oh my gosh. And so that's Carol Leggett and we'll put her information in the notes below so you can find the link. And um, 
We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the Astrology of Success podcast. You can follow us on iTunes at Astro Twins Radio and come get all your horoscopes at astrostyle.com. See you soon.